and welcome to the first episode of Medical Conditions Explained by a Complete Unprofessional because I am in no way, shape, or form a medical doctor, but hopefully you will still learn something today. Today we'll be talking about spina bifida. Spina bifida is a type of neural tube defect in which the neural tube on a developing embryo doesn't close accordingly, causing defects in the spinal cord and the bones along the spine. Spina bifida mainly affects the central nervous system. Now, children diagnosed with spina bifida can usually have a normal childhood intelligence-wise. There's three main types of spina bifida, with some being more complicated than the others. The first type will be spina bifida occulta. This happens to be the most mild one, and the word occulta means hidden. Spina bifida occulta causes a small gap in one or more of the bones in the vertebrae or the spine. In this diagnosis, there is no bag or sac of spinal fluid, which is what is normally paired to spina bifida. Most people with spina bifida occulta don't realize they are diagnosed with this until later in their adult life. Spina bifida occulta also will not cause any major disabilities, although it has been accommodated with back pain, leg weakness, or scoliosis. Up next, we have myelomeningocele, which is known as open spina bifida. This type is not only the most common, but is also the most severe. In this condition, the spinal cord is open along several vertebrae in the middle or lower back. The spinal nerves and membrane are pushed through the opening at birth, which causes a sac to form on the baby's back. The nerves and tissues will usually be covered by the sac, but in some occasions, the nerves and tissues can be exposed. This can cause paralysis, life-threatening infections, bladder and bowel dysfunction, and severe disabilities. The last and most rare diagnosis is meningocele. This case happens to look a lot like myelomeningocele. The only difference is the spinal nerves and tissues stay inside the body, but there is still a sac that forms on the child's back. This sac is usually caused when the meninges are pushed out the opening at birth. The meninges consist of three layers, dura mater, uh, arachnoid mater, and pia mater. Luckily, there is little to no nerve damage, and children usually tend to walk away with none or minor disabilities. As of now, doctors are unaware of what exactly causes spina bifida, but they are able to diagnose it before or right at birth. Doctors think what causes spina bifida is a mix of genetic, nutritional, and environmental risk factors, such as a family history of neural tube defects and foliate deficiency, which is also vitamin D deficiency. Spina bifida also comes with certain complications, as I mentioned earlier. Now, there's a lot of them, so I'll only be covering a few of them. The first is walking and mobility problems. Spina bifida makes it so that the nerves that control the leg muscles don't function properly. Because of this, most people tend to experience muscle weakness and sometimes paralysis. Children affected also face a few orthopedic problems. This includes scoliosis, abnormal growth, dislocation of the hip, muscle contractures, and bone and joint deformities. Other complications include hydrocephalus, which is accumulation of fluid to the brain, shunt malfunctions, meningitis, tethered spinal cord, sleep disordered breathing, skin problems, latex allergies, UTIs, and gastrointestinal disorders. There are two main treatments right now for spina bifida. The first one is really just a preventative measure to lower the chances of your child getting spina bifida. This will be taking 400 micrograms of folic acid every day preconception. This will help to raise your vitamin D levels, 
hopefully lowering the chances of your child getting spina bifida. The next option is fetal surgery. Like most surgeries, there is always a chance it can be unsuccessful or cause serious injury or even death. This surgery will be done within the first, first 48 hours of the child's life. During the surgery, the surgeon will place the mineral tissues back inside the child's spinal canal. If the area affected by spina bifida is large enough, a plastic surgeon will help get involved to close the muscles and skin. According to a random study, the infants were both less likely to need ventriculoparenchyal shunts, which will relieve pressure from the brain due to hydrocephalus, and were more likely to walk after receiving the surgery. They also found that there was a lot of complications from the mother and the infant. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists strongly recommends that surgeries are only done when necessary and that hospitals that specialize in infant surgery. Well, that is all today for spina bifida. Hopefully, I will make more and you guys can listen to them. Thank you for listening so much.